Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 4th of October 2021 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 350 a low-key milestone episode wasn't the plan was going to try and go big with this episode but the alternative idea fell through and I'm snowed under right now so there was no backup in place I've got a bad start to the week this week which involves changing around my entire routine and as you know that doesn't really work with me I'm all about the routine anyway I hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going it's actually 1831 hours and it's Sunday it's not Monday this is old school this is like the show's early days where I'm having to record on a Sunday evening because my Monday is so messed up but uh, I'll be releasing the episode in the morning. It's been a bit of a gloomy day, quite a bit of rain earlier. Big deal for me considering the uh, the leaks in the flat and in the communal hallways now. It's going to be a long, wet winter, as I said, to the uh, building management. Why not just get this work done now? Why not fix the roof now? What are we waiting for? We seem to not only have skipped summer this year, but it really doesn't look at the moment as if we're doing autumn either. I, I, I miss the fact that we didn't have a summer in terms of autumn. I think we can skip the autumn. I don't really like those nothing seasons, spring, autumn. Summer, winter, I'm fine with both if we have a summer. We certainly didn't have one this year. Rambling now. I uh, just think I'm feeling a bit out of kilter doing this uh, on a Sunday evening. Haven't done that uh, for a long time. Tomorrow is just uh, from the morning. I'm changing everything I'm absolutely doing well, on a day-to-day basis, my whole whole routine. Let's see if I can get back on track. My whole routine for the next couple of days is really messed up. It ends on Tuesday night with a Zoom interview with a uh, well-known football writer in South America. So basically the next 50 hours are going to be full-on and I uh, just need to make sure that I deal with it properly. I'm going to be running in the morning because of the afternoon uh, being messed up. So I'll do an early run tomorrow. I think I might have done that last week as well. But last week, a bit of a mistake. I went for the lunchtime run and I struggled with a 6K. I'd done uh, 10 or 11 on the Friday night and uh, should have had enough recovery time really. But what I didn't realize or what I'd completely forgotten was that on the Sunday, I'll swallow that. As I told you, I'd gone to the Space Daddies and uh, the 90-minute round walk to his had taken something out of the legs because it's quite a hilly walk, one of the hilliest walks available to me, which I would normally uh, avoid, but uh, I could feel that on the legs. Did a 12K on Friday. I needed that, I think, just to get me through the weekend. It's been a weekend where I've been stuck indoors. The weather on Saturday, yesterday, let's not pretend this is being recorded on the Monday. The weather on Saturday, yesterday, he said again, was absolutely horrible. And uh, I was 
in the bedroom for part of it. I, I've got so much stuff that I need to catch up on, but I'm really making a point of listening to my body. As I said uh, last week, I think I've had a couple of weeks where I've been strained from that and where I could feel myself slipping into the old patterns that have really uh, impacted on me physically in the last year. So yesterday I knew that I had a fair bit to do. Well, I had quite a lot to do. I still haven't done it. I've caught up a bit today, so it meant having a really bad Sunday in terms of not being able to switch off. But uh, maybe a year ago, I would have tried to do everything that I still have to do. One of those things I still haven't tackled. That can wait until uh, tomorrow. But as I was lying down in the afternoon, I'd had a cat nap on the Saturday morning. Of course, those are never great dream-wise, but I'd had a cat nap. In the afternoon, I just felt quite lethargic again. And, uh, you know, I'm looking out the back window that faces out onto a railway line and I'm looking at how gloomy it is there. And I was just thinking to myself, it's been the last three years now having these same kind of weekends. There has been improvement in recent weeks, recent months. I've been, you know, making a point of re-engaging with uh, the friends I have left. That's been a positive. This is one of those weekends where I didn't have that opportunity. So I was back indoors dealing with everything and I was just thinking to myself, it's three years now like this, feeling like this at weekends. I'd got up yesterday really early. I hadn't really slept well, oh, 0700 hours. And I thought I'd really like to go to the cafe. You know, I can have some Portuguese toast, have some coffee, work on some stuff. And that will set me up. But I need to save money. I really need to save money. I've got an expensive week ahead. Again, things that I can't get out of that I have to do. And uh, let me just lift the mic up to see if I can. My levels weren't great last week. I, I made a cock up last week. Let's see. That's looking a bit better. So, um, you know, I sacrificed things. I sacrificed what I wanted to do yesterday for just, look, it's going to be a long week. It's going to be an expensive week. The money that you save today by not going to the cafe you know, you'll, you'll feel the benefit of that later in the week. And that is what I did. Okay, how about I actually work on delivering a show that's actually interesting because that first five minutes hasn't been interesting. Even I'm uh, thinking, hey, that's not actually interesting. Uh, so the running, I'll be having a run in the morning. Hopefully that'll set me up for a better afternoon. Got to uh, get my arm and shoulder checked out at the hospital tomorrow afternoon, an ultrasound. They had a free appointment and I need to take it before the next physio appointment. I've been doing the, the physio stuff, all the various arm exercises that I'm meant to be doing at the moment for the uh, every couple of days. They're quite hard going and I was warned that initially it's likely that the arm's going to feel worse and it certainly is, but I'll stick at it because uh, the alternative a cortisone jab is not something that I uh, particularly want. Had a haircut last week, finally. I've done a I done a recce. I think I mentioned it last week on the way to the Space Daddies. I'd noticed this uh, barber's near me, just on the other side of uh, a... God, what is wrong with me today? Just on the other side of a railway bridge. And, you know, I mentioned that... Uh, let me just take my left hand off the desk so I'm not banging around. Anyway, I said uh, I didn't want to go to that barber's because the route involved walking under the railway bridge, which is absolutely caked caked in dog... Not even... Oh, my God. I'm getting my animal muck mixed up in bird muck. 
So what I did is on Thursday, yes, I took a slightly different route. I walked on the other side of the road and approached the barbers via another crossing just to avoid that visual under the bridge. And there is, uh, I finally got it out of the way, my trip to the barbers. Internally, inside the barbers, a bit risky, sliding door, but poorly ventilated. All the windows were closed. It was a small space as the uh, any businesses under railway bridges tend to be. Both barbers were unmasked. I went there first thing in the morning, so I was their first customer. And uh, the guy that cut my hair working on the far side, he had the far side. There are two chairs in there, so it's two barbers working together. Both looked very similar, so I'm guessing that they're uh, brothers or cousins, or maybe they're just from the same country. I think it was Turkestan, he said. Is that a country? Something like that. Anyway, I'm thinking, well, I can't really be daunted by this because I'm, you know, I've been sitting indoors in the cafe now for a couple of months, and that's not always ventilated, as you'll see later when we uh, look back at my trips to the cafe last week. I had gone in there with a mask. I said to the barber, do I need to take this off? He said, yes, please. He didn't put a mask on. I noticed that the other barber's colleague, when another customer came in about 15, 20 minutes later, he actually put a mask on. The customer, I don't think, had a mask. So there was a bit of inconsistency there among the barbers. They got talking about, uh, you know, Brexit. They got talking about the uh, fuel crisis uh the barber who wasn't doing my hair who was waiting for someone to come in he was still unmasked he came in after a cigarette washed his face and his hands and he showed me something on his phone people fighting at petrol stations and uh, the barber who did my hair his work around the ear was uh was poor his work on top of the scalp wasn't great either i had to use uh, uh some scissors to cut uh a bit of um, spiky hair he'd left on the, just touching the scalp now, yeah, on the left side of my scalp. The way he'd cut around my ears, though, you'd have thought he'd cut it as if I'd kept my mask on, and that's how it looked, like he'd had trouble, like there was some obstacle preventing him from clipping around the ears properly. He hadn't gone as short as I wanted to because I think he wants to get me in before Christmas. He probably saw me with the booth on and the mullet, thought this guy, we, you know, we might not see him again till the summer. So let's not give him a really short hairstyle. And uh, by the way, I think the, the the 12K I did on Friday night, I think I was certainly helped by having lost the bouffant stroke mullet. The mullet on its own, I think, must have weighed about 10 pounds. So it was uh, as if a great weight had uh, lifted from me. But look, uh, you know, it's an improvement on what I had. I'm going around now at least looking like I belong in the 21st century as opposed to some of uh, some some late decade in the uh, 20th century. Did I say I'm, I'm going around looking as if I'm part of the 21st century? I think I did all over the place at the moment. Trying to work on my banana peeling technique. Maybe that's what's throwing me. It's been bothering me all day. I'm eating quite a few bananas at the moment. At least three a day. I'm like a late 80s Michael Chang, the tennis player, munching on bananas at the changeover all the time uh, for energy. And uh, what's happening at the moment with my um, banana technique, I veered away from, uh, you know, regular listeners will know the story of the Fonz, that uh, incredibly popular work colleague I had in 2009, whose uh, desk was festooned in over 100 Christmas cards in the run-up to Christmas 2009, while I I think I had one or two. And uh, rather than taking the cards home, he just left them all 
at work. And so the contrast, given I was sitting next to him, it was just, uh, it was embarrassing for me. Anyway, the Fonz had shared my dislike for the phallic visual to eating a banana in public. And he had told me about the tilt, that he always tilts the banana at a certain angle when he's eating one in public. So I've stuck with the tilt, but the banana peeling hasn't really improved over the years. And what's happened at the moment, never mind aiming for a three-way peel, I'm not even getting, well, I'm getting a two-way peel, but the top of the banana is ending up stuck in the top of the peel because I'm not peeling the bananas properly. So that's becoming a bit of a, a problem at the moment. And, uh, you know, the split is all wrong. I have to squeeze the tip of the banana out, have that first, and then I can just get on with the rest of the banana. If it was just um, one banana a day, I suppose, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But I'm eating three a day. This is probably something that I need to address. I need to get on top of this uh, peeling floor. Let me give you my books now. Finished The Ghost Hunters by Neil Spring. I've got a couple more of his other books. The second book as well deals with uh, Harry Price and his assistant. The, uh, the assistant's name is Sarah Gray. She's a fictitious character, but I really enjoyed the book. 500 pages, worked my way through it, finished it yesterday. No, did I finish it yesterday? Maybe this morning. And I'm now reading The Pursuit of William Abbey by Claire North, and I'm enjoying that. I didn't think from the cover that I that, that I would. I thought it was set in the 16th or 17th century, and I'm thinking, why did I get this? And then I read the blurb so I could read it to you, and uh, it's actually set in the late 19th century and First World War, so it's got a couple of uh, different timelines. And there's not much online to to give you, and I'm, I'm I'm pleased because sometimes I give you the online blurb, and it's actually a spoiler for me because I'm still reading those books. But there's not much here in terms of spoilers. One of the reviews says, uh, mesmeric, terrifying, and wonderful. The blurb, I was cursed in Natal in 1884, cursed by truth and by blood. The shadow took to me, and we have been together since. I know all about shadows. Don't talk to me about shadows. From the best-selling and award-winning author of the first 15 lives of Harry August and 84K comes a powerful new novel about a young man haunted by a ghost from his past and by the dark crimes committed in the name of the British Empire. I'll tell you what I'm actually doing at the moment to record uh, this show. I'm actually recording the end of the Liverpool Man City game. I know how it finished because I've watched the game. It was a very exciting game. And for once I left the commentary on. Normally I've got a podcast on in the background because I can't stand the commentaries. But it was such a... Uh, Wadiola, the city manager, was so wound up by, uh, uh, I think, James Milner, the Liverpool right back today, not being sent off that I'm really looking forward to hearing his interviews and that uh, his interview and hearing what the uh, pundits in the studio say. So I'm going to maybe uh, wind down with some serial after this once I edit this and uh, just replay that. So um, I don't normally do that. Once the game's finished, that's it. It's off. Okay, uh, no segue to the next bit. I told you about that. I've got the Zoom on uh, with a South American guy on Tuesday. The interview is actually one I'm looking forward to. It's for a new... Uh, offshoot feature for when shorts were short in terms of getting that show out i'm just really struggling at the minute i'm just having to try and respect where i well where i am right now where i am health wise i can do 
things, but I have a tendency to do too many things, and that is what can make me ill. It's a week where another fine indie podcast has uh, down tools after uh, four series. They've only been going for a year. I mean, try 10, 11 years of doing this and never getting anywhere. It is tough out there. I mean, I will see. I, I hope that I can get to 400 episodes of Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, considering that uh, two years ago the, the show had been parked at uh, 200 episodes for 22 months. I think I've done well to get to 350, but uh, it really is a, a slog doing this stuff when you just don't get the backing from your platform providers or on uh, social media. Can I try and end the first segment of this show on a brighter note? Probably not. Let's go into a sting. Hopefully that's all the moaning over for this week. I can't promise. I'm not sure what's coming up in this uh, next section. You're listening to episode 350 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available, danielruiztyson.com for all my work. There are PayPal and coffee.com links on there if you want to make a one-off donation to the show. You can do so via those links. There is, of course, the Patreon page that keeps this show alive. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Various tiers of support on there. Thank you to those of you who do support the podcast or have supported it in some way. It is what has kept and keeps this podcast going. So let's uh, start off this second uh, Half of the show on a brighter note, I bled the bathroom radiator on Friday with my Poundland radiator bleeding kit. Successful. Watched a very short YouTube video. It was a success. I, I felt very masculine afterwards. And, uh, you know, the flat is falling apart. The, the bathroom is so cold. So it was really important for me to get that radiator working properly. Now, is it going to be significantly warmer i think so the problem is uh, the windows there's two windows in there now since uh, the the uh, window refurbishment happened uh, last uh, christmas see i've turned a positive into a negative there let me see if i can get it back into a positive the i'm not sure i can with the bathroom let me just finish this anecdote so there's two windows in there now it can be very cold you know i spent even in the early days of this show it was a big thing to try and get my life to a point where I had a window in a bathroom again. The windowless bathroom can be very gloomy. You've got extractor fan. It can be disorientating. It can be very loud. If you've got a visitor around the extractor fan, I suppose, uh, can work in terms of giving you some privacy in there. But, you know, again, it's uh, it's all stuff that uses up more power. The problem, though, I've realized with windows in the bathroom, particularly in a cold country like this, northern European country, is it makes the bathroom colder. And that that's the problem with the windows. So to suddenly have two windows rather than one and to have windows that aren't great with, you know, they've used the wrong wood. I've told you about that before. You know, if it's damp, the wood will expand. Um, it will expand in the heat as well. So it was important to get the radiator done. I think it will have improved things. I feel more confident now that I know how to bleed a radiator or bleed these radiators. There is another issue in the flat. It means that I've got to call the plumber again 
tomorrow. I didn't want to see that guy again. He probably didn't want to see me again. And, uh, you know, again, that's going to be more expenditure. On uh, Let me give you some brighter news from the flat, okay? The, um, the Space Daddy, he was round last Tuesday for the Manchester City PSG Champions League game. I had the iPad on as well to stream the Porto-Liverpool games, trying to do what the Space Daddy does at his, where he's often had three screens on at the same time. Pointless for me, because I'm not one of those people that can focus on two games. I can barely focus on the one. And I was kind of missing what's going on in the Liverpool game, and he was having to prompt me. I Basically, I put the... Um, the City, or oh, it was at PSG, it was in Paris, the PSG City game on. I put that one on instead because it was the bigger game. And, uh, you know, I didn't particularly fancy watching Liverpool-Porto. Uh, you know, not a game that particularly excited me. I was telling him about the situation with the steak. Remember the rotten steak that I tried to cook uh, a couple of weeks ago, that's my aunt calling me. It's all going off today. I'll give her a call back after this. I had to tell him about the steak. I didn't have to tell him. I, I guess it was one of my anecdotes. You've got a friend round, you tell him what's going on with your life. And uh, I told him about the steak. And he made the point, an interesting point, that years ago, there would be none of this keeping steaks in the fridge or the freezer for a long time. Because, you know, the mums would go out, they'd buy meat from the butchers, and you'd really be having the meat either that day or the following day. There was none of this leaving it in the fridge for a few days business. So that was interesting. At the same time, I think I might rather have had that rotting steak of a few weeks ago than what the Space Daddy was uh, eating at mine. I got him some freeway full-fat cola from Lidl. He demolished, I think it was a four-litre bottle. He finished at least two litres. I got him some full-fat milk, although he didn't have any tea that night, so I, I was stuck with a full-fat milk for the next couple of days. I got him a, a six-packet of Disco Crisps, which I didn't even know. I didn't even know Disco Crisps were still around. He demolished two, told me that he didn't eat salt and vinegar one, so I think he had the prawn cocktail and the cheese and onion. And I stuck two pizzas in the fridge. I had three slices. He had four. I think he was going for the fifth, but he left it later on. He asked for salt for the pizza. He asked for mayo for the pizza. I mean, I've never known anyone have mayo with pizza. That's something I, I first discovered. I think we all went for a big Christmas meal in Vauxhall in 2009, in memory of uh, Lopez, and uh, he asked for some mayo at uh, at this restaurant, and obviously the mayo was off because the next day he was uh, seriously ill. He was ill all over that Christmas. When I came back from North London that Christmas, after three days away, I think he'd lost about a stone and a half. The man looked gaunt, and it must have been the mayo, and he said he's never going there again. I, I said to him that night, I've, I've never known anyone ask for mayo with pizza, and I don't know too many people who would risk fresh mayo. I certainly wouldn't risk mayo in a restaurant. Not freshly made, I, I wouldn't. I know what can go wrong with that stuff. The guy was an absolute animal on Tuesday, and uh, worked out okay for me, cheap. You know, very cheap. Freeway colours about 38 P. Uh, in other news, my southbound bus stop on South Lambeth Road, that took a big hit of dog muck in the middle of uh, last week. I've had to change my stand-in position there now. I saw someone walking past on their phone uh, moments after I'd 
spotted the muck, which took at least took up at least five or six paving stones. And this person walking past on their phone, they walked right through it. They deserve to. If you if you're walking through the streets on your mobile and you're not observing what's going on, you deserve to walk in dog muck. And this person did. Then someone else did. They weren't on their phone. They just weren't uh, very vigilant. The visual killed me. And right now, by that bus stop, and I think for the foreseeable. I'm effectively left with a pavement peninsula to stand on while I wait for the bus. That's going to be my position, I think, for the next few weeks. It'll be a long time before I can forget what's happened on those paving stones. I think it's going to... The way it's going to work is I'm going to be standing at some point on those paving stones, having forgotten what had happened to them. And I'm suddenly, I'm going to realize at some point, I think, well, look, it's been long enough now. It's been a few months. So that's, um, I think that's the way that this will uh, resolve itself. I think I've just heard one of the neighbors coming back right now. This is what happens on a Sunday evening. People start coming back from their second homes. It is like living in a ghost building, this. I just had to pause the show there for a minute. I'm I'm wearing my uh, big headphones this week. I can't use the little ones anymore. I told you last week one of the earphones has stopped working and I think that affected the levels last week because I couldn't really hear myself talking properly. The the problem with these big head uh, big headphones even is they're great in terms of what I can hear, but they're very, very uncomfortable. They really do hurt the ears. So if you're doing a longish show, it can be uh, a bit of a pain. Let me see if I can get towards uh, the end of this show. Right, let me give you some nectar points. I'm wearing six tops, by the way, and I'm really starting to sweat now. Okay, the nectar points for this week. This, uh, the 1st of October, when was that? That was Friday. Uh, My opening balance was 306... And uh, the receipt is only partially visible. Looks like I got the end of the roll. Uh, Bought some mixed beans, chili mixed beans, a tin of those. I had to buy some Duracell batteries for the um, boiler thermometer. I've been trying to go into the winter with Kodak ones and uh, every week they're dying out and uh, the boiler then switches itself off. So I just had to suffer the, the cost and hope those Duracell batteries run for uh, much longer which they should i mean it's it's tragic isn't it what's happened to kodak you know makers are the best cameras in the world now they're reduced to making batteries and the batteries are an absolute disaster okay uh bought a couple of um i think a couple of pies kidney steak and kidney pies in sainsbury's these you have to use the oven again the oven door's busted so i'm not able to use the oven a lot i'm trying to get mickey blue still to come around and see if he can fix the oven, but uh, he's just not replying to my messages. think I'm going to have to um, pretend I'm from the bookies and he needs to collect his winnings. I bought a single fair trade banana. That was 15p. Total cost £8.15, earned eight points. That took me up to 314 points, just worth £1.57. Disappointing, I guess. Uh, I'm on track, though, as I said last week, I think, to get to the 250 points mark. Let me give you uh, this week's Star Wars football results. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to fit a game in tonight. It's now 19.04. It is the FA Cup. Tatooine meant to be playing uh, tonight, but I'm, you know, I might just read a book and relax. Okay. Um, 26th. I th- yeah. My last show with you guys, uh, three, four, nine, that was the 27th, wasn't it? That night, the 27th was, uh, 
it was the no, it wasn't the final. It was the penultimate game of uh, week eight in the league. Hoth, it was seventh versus eighth. Hoth were at home to Rebels. They lost by goal to nil, the repeat of last season's uh, result. Lobot getting his third of the season for Rebels with an early goal on two minutes. Uh, well, just under three minutes, two minutes and 54 seconds, if you want to know the precise time and Rebels uh, were were well worth their win, and uh, they now climb to fifth. I'll give you the table in a minute. Maybe, okay, actually, it wasn't the penultimate game in League Week 8. There were two more games. Uh, Tatooine beat X-Wing by Galtonil to record their third win on the trot, the defending champions. Uh, that moved them up to second place. Goals from Jedi Luke, his seventh of the season. He got 16 last season. Oh, no, it was just a 1-0, so it was just a goal by Jedi Luke. 40 seconds after the restart, man of the match was Tebow, the Ewok for Tatooine. X-Wing had a lot of ball, as they say now, I think. Uh, that's the American terminology they use for football. Had a lot of ball in the first half, but uh, again, no end product. Still without a win this season. Two defeats on the spin now, six draws. Leaders Bespin, whose more pragmatic style this season has been somewhat criticised. They were at home to uh, second place Empire. Empire was in second going into League Week 8. Empire took the lead uh, through Brixton. Ben, another header from him. His first league goal of the season, but his sixth goal of the season in all these, the leading scorer in the Champions League with five goals. A wonderful ball in from Luke Skywalker. This is farm boy Luke Skywalker, the original 1977 vintage action figure who's absolutely battered. He's the first action figure I got as a boy, I had a Chewbacca who was uh, part of a swap with one of the roughest kids in the school. The last time I saw that kid appear was in a Louis Theroux episode. He was one of the drinkers on Camberwell Green. And uh, he took time to bring me the uh, Chewbacca that we'd agreed uh, for our, our swap. Every day was so disappointing. I remember waiting for him in the school playground and he just let me down all the time. He only lived on the next road. He lived on the next road. I gave him my swap. My part of the deal was concluded the next day. He kept me waiting, I think, for weeks. Uh, so that game ended one all. Bosk uh, scored his 11th of the season with his equaliser for Besbin. Let me give you the league standings. All teams have played eight games. Uh, Besbin a top on 14 points. Goal difference plus four. Tatooine have narrowed that gap. Now they've halved the gap from four points to two. They're on 12 points, goal difference of plus two. Aldron in third, goal difference of plus two, also on 12 points. Empire are in fourth on 11 points, goal difference plus one. Rebels jump from eighth to fifth. That's a big jump. They're on nine points, minus three. And fans of the four times champions will be hoping that they can at least push for a Europa League place for next season. Death Star have slipped to sixth. They're now several games without a win. Minus two, goal difference, eight points. X-Wing... Our seventh minus two goal difference uh, on six points. Hoth, who were second favourites for the league this season, a real title hangover this season after narrowly failing to land the league last season. They're on uh, minus three and uh, six points. An absolutely disastrous season for them. Let me see if I'm, I can talk into the mic and not be so distracted. 1908 now. Okay, let's get you into the cafe. Wednesday. 29th of September, the cafe was busy in the afternoon and I had to wait a few minutes for Not Mixed Table to become free. 
A sign of things to come, I think, as uh, winter arrives. The cafe's old handyman was back. Uh, this Algerian guy, long-time regular, balding. You, you still couldn't categorically state he's bald. It's still ongoing, so he's balding. Good beard on him, big beard, great depth of the beard. Nice guy, does rate himself, big personality, doesn't do low-key conversations. He hadn't been there for a long time, judging by the exchanges he was involved in with the staff who know him well. And I hadn't seen him since I returned back in April. He saw uh, Seb Kay and as Handyman sat himself at a four-seater over by one of the two radiators, he said to Seb Kay, why the long face? When you see me, you should smile. Seb Kay and the late owner's son, now the de facto owner, of course, gravitated towards uh, Handyman's table. De facto, of course, won't have the vaccine. He was asked by Handyman if he'd had it, and uh, de facto went through his reasons why he hadn't while sitting himself right next to Handyman. Both Handyman and Seb Kay, it turned out, have had the virus. Now, I told Seb Kay that I'd had it. He hadn't told me he'd had it. And I thought, I've shared something with you. You couldn't share something back. So I was disappointed uh, to hear that. That put me out a bit, I don't mind admitting. Handyman ordered a, a pineapple juice from the beard. Sparkling? Asked the beard. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, let's go with a sparkling, man. Give me the sparkling, replied Handyman, per perusing uh, a menu as he's sparkling. Pineapple arrived. He ordered his late lunch. Give me some bean soup, some Portuguese bread with olive oil. I know. No, please. No, thank you either. When his food arrived, turned out he'd been in Algeria, hence the long absence. First time he'd been out there illegally, he said at the top of his voice. He had been to the cafe a couple of times since returning, apparently, but Seb Kay hadn't been in. Then in another conversation at the top of his voice, just after someone had tipped him off uh, that a traffic warden was hovering, he let the entire cafe know that he doesn't pay the congestion charge. If the American embassy won't, he won't, he informed SW8. Now, I call this Leighton Hewitt syndrome. Leighton Hewitt was that South African tennis player, white kid who would wear his baseball cap back to front, which had stopped being fashionable for white guys in about 1985 but because he was playing at Wimbledon and it's a very stuffy environment there they thought he was a bit of a maverick and uh, I think Sue Barker would always go on about there being an edge to this this kid there wasn't it was just Wimbledon they didn't know any better that was their probably their first exposure to the back to front baseball cap and I think this guy handyman I think he is the cafe's Leighton Hewitt and I think he probably relishes going in the cafe because he's seen as a big man there. But probably outside of the cafe, he's just pretty much an ordinary guy in his own community. So I think the cafe allows him to, you know, live out a bit of a fantasy. You know, he's this very, very popular guy there. There's a bit of an edge to him. And I, I think that's what it is. It's Leighton Hewitt syndrome. Uh, Gary Jules's uh, Tears for Fears um, Mad World version, that much lauded version of Mad uh, Mad World came on in the intermittently working TV above the swing saloon doors or the wafting doors, really, as, as they should be called. Uh, they That tune came on on Wednesday afternoon. I wasn't a big fan of the original song, but this alternative version, I never liked it from the off. And uh, my problem with covers is, for instance, if the original was a speedy number, say if it was a very upbeat tempo, etc. The cover tends to be slowed right down, which is what they did with this Mad World version. And it was just too obvious for me. And, and what's more, I didn't think it was very good. 
sometimes you get a, a dance version cover of a song and you know here's an idea how about you just create something new don't worry about a cover song just create something new write something new sing something new give us something new I'm all ears. Also in on the Wednesday, there was a young couple, Portuguese. The girl had a clear love bite on her right forearm. Uh, a strange place for a love bite, don't you think? I mean, how do you incorporate the forearm into foreplay? If you're biting your lover's arm in bed, aren't they going to find that odd? You're both likely to be partially clothed or naked, sweating. You've worked yourselves up into a state. You're looking at your partner biting your forearm. You stare at the rest of your body. You might even have gym membership and you're working hard on everything looking right. And there they are. Despite everything that you've got, despite all the effort you've put into looking good, they're biting your forearm and you're thinking, I, I, I got all this, I've done all this, I'm getting up early to go to the gym and this is what they choose to do. This is the part of my body that they like. They paid for their lunches. The guy with his uh, back-to-front Leighton Hewitt-style baseball cap made a, a very flamboyant left-handed bill gesture to Seb K. Seb K brought over the bill and an ugly visual ensued where they went Dutch. The girl started breaking down the bill on her phone. One of those uh, many moments that just makes me, despite my uh, general long-standing sadness, it makes me relieved just to be on my own right now. I mean, that whole going Dutch on the thing, on something on a night out, I think that's just an ugly visual, you know. One or the other pace. That's, you don't need to involve yourself in that. It, it's not good for a, I don't think it's a, it just, you could have a great evening and it's spoiled by that moment. And plus, everybody can see it as well. That, that's just my own view. And it's a view that uh, I'll admit I've not actually thought out properly. I've just said it on this episode. So, an unnerving time now in the cafe, he said his voice breaking. Uh, the windows were all closed owing to the cold weather. And, you know, you realize now that as we progress through this stage of the pandemic, that whole ventilating thing is likely to be pushed aside in favor of just keeping a venue warm or keeping buses warm. I'm noticing that the windows on the upper decks on buses now are closed. So I'm opening the window as soon as I get in there. It. I suppose sitting indoors now in unventilated places, it's making it easier for me to do things like just making that decision to step into the barbers last week. Although, of course, you know, the barbers in the barbers, it's a bit more dangerous. They're getting far closer to you. And uh, that was on my mind throughout the haircut. I just thought, am I going to do, you know, am I going to do another lateral flow test as a result of this trip to the barbers? I haven't, you know, just one of them. Things, another thing to cross off that I've done as uh, we reach this stage of the pandemic. It's been that cold the last week that the waiters have been wearing their uh, smart navy blue v-neck school type jumpers. The beard was back to shirt only by by the Friday though. I was turning up, uh, I turned up a couple of days last week in my thermal undershirt. I need to buy some new ones. I usually use this for running. As I've said, I think last week, I need to buy some proper winter running gear. This winter, I can't run again uh, as I was running the last two winters because that's just an absolute disgrace and not very practical either, particularly running greater distances now, you know, in four or five shirts. It's, it's you know, just makes it a bit more difficult. Uh, Thursday, the 30th of September, 12.49 hours in the cafe. I'd come in with my new hair. I didn't give them a chance to acknowledge it. And I just thought, well, does it need to be acknowledged? It's part of life. We all cut our hair. The problem with, you know, having such 
infrequent haircuts, I guess, is that when I do get a haircut, they, you know, they can grab the attention because, it, you know, the, the, the change can be so drastic visually. But uh, I'm glad it's out the way. I'm glad it's out of the way. Uh, Phil Collins was away towards the end of last week. She uh, she hasn't seen it yet. So it is on my mind that when I go there tomorrow, and I haven't worked out there if I'm going there pre-hospital appointment or after the hospital, I haven't worked out my time yet. But if she's in there, she hasn't seen it yet. And I, uh, you know, wonder how she'll react to it. She probably won't care. Why should she? Horrendous moment at the same table where a day earlier Love Bite forearm had sat. There were two foreign girls. They were in with... Um, their kids and uh, giant buggies. One had an infant, the other a toddler. Not Portuguese because they were speaking English to each other, albeit that horrible MTV Europe English where everyone sounds American. And the one with a toddler shattered my concentration with the following line. He's my mentor. <laughs> me. He's going to mentor me. I guess that's what mentors do. So my concentration had been broken. I've been working fairly well in the cafe. I've been working on numerous projects. And again, you know, that's one of the things I've been talking to the Space Daddy about. That's why I went to his a couple of Sundays ago and why partly he was here on the Tuesday. Uh, We continued our chat and I'm waiting for him to get back to me on the particular project that I was discussing with him. And uh, I think the creativity... And also the fact that I'm just snowed under with, you know, just the pressure of life and and dealing with this flat. It's not a good combination for me. So when I got home that afternoon, I I had a manic episode. I recognized it from last Christmas where for an hour or two, things were a bit overwhelming. Not in a, I'm going to get down on the floor and start crying. Just I realized I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't hold a single thought, creative or otherwise. So that was a a tricky afternoon to negotiate. And it is why I need to try and prioritize and find a focus for my projects. And, you know, it's going to be a very tricky winter. There's, uh, you know, quite a few challenges ahead for me. And I, I do want to find some creative projects alongside it that are realistic. They're going to be hard work, but I need to pick the projects. I need to make sure I choose the right projects and you know get some stuff out there that's actually going to be seen by people not like uh, you know these uh, these uh, podcasts with their tiny little downloads let me finish off uh, in the cafe this was uh, that might be the second hard swallow of the show this week let me uh, the rest I am sweating I really should pause the show and uh, remove a couple of tops I'll might as well just plow on to the end now Argentina 78 he was in the cafe on Friday he was going for all Steve McLaren with a Portuguese couple who've been uh, regulars there for, for as long as I have been and um, they this was the couple the elderly couple that I saw in the cafe that I sometimes go to on Tuesdays because the uh, my cafe is closed and uh, the elderly man now, he's on a walking stick. The woman looks okay. She had a very flamboyant looking um, emerald green uh, color to her fingernails that was quite striking. People just look physically battered this side of the pandemic now. They really do. Myself, everyone, everyone that I've seen, I don't think, well, actually, I've seen one or two people that are, I've been surprised how good they've looked in the pandemic. So that just completely undermines everything I've said. But most people just have a jaded look to them at the moment there was this other guy who came in on friday 
very tall gentleman, early 70s, English, and uh, he's always been a runner. So he's always in the cafe in his running gear. And he's always looked, though, very elegant and clean-shaven. And this time, the first time in years that I've seen him unshaven. He's a long-time regular irregular. So if if it was a TV show, if the cafe was a TV show, he'd have a recurring guest star status. So you'd know who he is when he turns up, even if you haven't seen him for seven or eight episodes. He's that kind of character. Uh, He looked tired. He looked disheveled. He had a newspaper with him. And uh, the elderly couple, yes, the the guy, I think he, he, well, yes, he, the walking stick was his. He had the walking stick and um, they sat down. They met some friends there. There's a Japanese guy who's been coming the last uh, week. Young Japanese guy, curtains, hairstyle, center part in. And uh, he orders a big meal on his lunch breaks and has a very distinctive Eden style. He stoops. And uh, his left hand is very low over the meal. He's going with a, just a fork. And every time he's taking a bite, it goes really low. He only picks up the knife, I noticed, when he's cutting into the steak. And he looked worried as if he was checking how well cooked the steak was. And he, he left quite a bit of his meal last week on the Friday. I've seen him do that now a couple of um, times. And the mullet was in, of course, and it's always awkward when one of us loses the mullet. Actually, to be fair, he never loses the mullet. He does go shorter mullet, but he that's his look. He likes the long hair. He likes the Richard Maidley look. And, uh, you know, my mullet's gone. I've handed over the mullet mantle to the mullet. I'm sure that it won't be long before I rejoin him. Early Jim was in too. I saw him. Uh, he was with his wife. They were also meeting uh, a couple so there's, you know, people are starting to meet up with friends and everyone looks overjoyed to see each other and relieved that they've made it. And uh, I heard him going into the loo. He'd given me a, a shoulder tap, tapped my right shoulder with his left hand as he was uh, going in. And, you know, the the gents loo in the, uh, the cafe is that curious uh, bowl twinned with a urinal. And I don't know if you've got that option, why you would use the bowl if you're just urinating. Well, he was just urinating, but I heard the the bowl seat being lifted and it made a loud slamming noise. And all I could do was hope that uh, he was using a tissue to handle the seat. But uh, audio-wise, it, it wasn't great. You've got the urinal there. Just use the urinal. Urinal? 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 Inconsistent. Uh, the beard, meantime, we were talking about the football as we often do. He was telling me because, you know, we were talking about Messi's goal, the obvious small talk, Messi's goal for PSG against Man City. He said to have a look at the winning goal for Sharif uh, in their win, their surprise win, 2-1 win in the Bernabeu in Madrid. And and I did, I made a point of seeing it just so I had uh, the small talk for the next time that I saw the beard. And I think that might be, no, it's not all my notes actually on the cafe. I'm just working from notes here. Uh, Seb K, uh, some other news to bring you. Actually, when I was going in on Friday, Seb K was taking in a delivery and he'd see me and he nodded at me that I could still go in. And, you know, I still play by the rules because there's a sign outside, you know, to wait until you're, you're, you're told you can come in. And a lot of regulars ignore that. I don't. And uh, when he brought over my uh, tall glass, unusually the glass was quite mucky, bit bit of mud on it. And I, I, I take it, uh, well, mud, dirt from the boxes that he'd been picking up. So it was Seb K who delivered it. So um, he'd gone straight from the delivery to um, 
sorry, handling the delivery, taking it into the back of the cafe to deliver in my uh, uh, tall glass, and it was uh, it was a bit mucky. Oh, I forgot to say, uh, early Jim. I've noticed he's got the same trainers as me with the same distinctive yellow laces. I never change the yellow laces on my trainers simply because I wouldn't know how to lace them up in that same style. I'd probably have to take a, a photograph and then try to work out how to do it. I, I just lack the common sense to do it. So I've retained the yellow laces. He's got the same yellow laces. So I'm guessing we've got very similar trainers if not the same trainers it wouldn't surprise me um, if he like me is someone who shops at Slazinger direct heavy smoker Theresa May was in red puffer jacket very smart nice white trainers I was trying to get a look at the brand of the trainers so I could let you know couldn't spot the brand from where I was seated but I'm sure it's uh, a pricey one she does like her clothes and she does really uh, scrub up nicely um, and that's it for the cafe. There was uh, a little um, moment with like small talk on Friday when I'd gone to get my oyster card uh, for the day. He was uh, he was there. Obviously, we don't talk that much now since uh, my old neighbour moved to the old people's home. He was talking to this elderly woman, and I thought, "There's an elderly woman who can buy her own OK magazine. She's not got some uh, much younger guy running around for her." And they were discussing why dogs and foxes weren't eaten. To bring some balance as like small talk said to her and um she said actually well i think maybe they are it's called roadkill and with that line she um she left i'd never seen her before she left with her okay magazine and i think it was the daily mail it's always the daily mail isn't it with with the uh with the elderly and that is it. That is the end of uh, this week's low-key milestone show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. Keep ventilating too. I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. And this start of the week, I have been available. <laughs>